Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Hey, it's Christina. Hey, it's Jen. Hey, it's Kate. Real Real Estate estate Misfit Moms. (laughs) (laughs) Continuing on our health and wellness conversation, we have Sarah here. uh, And we're wrapping up like our holistic uh, look at our goals for the new year. So um, wanted to bring in somebody who... Is just it's an up and not up and coming, but it's something that's been around. But it's something that's becoming more vocal, more loud. People are hearing about it. I love that. And when you think holistic medicine, at least what I think of is probably from my childhood is people think like, oh well, we'll light some incense. We're gonna we're gonna have this seance and down the full moon and essential what? oils. That's what people think holistic is. Like, a lot of people oh don't understand what it is. So why don't you introduce yourself, who you are, what you're with, and what is it? What is holistic medicine? Yeah. Well, I just want to go on record and say I've never performed a seance before, so I don't even know. <laughs> you don't carry crystals yeah. in your purse? No. Okay. No crystal Sorry. healing? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I am Sarah Campbell. I'm a physician assistant. I've been practicing medicine since 2012. Um, and so I own two clinics. One is Waco Center for Functional Medicine. So it's functional medicine clinic. We look a lot at hormones, gut health, nutrition, um, toxicity. So heavy metal toxicity, mold toxicity, really like we're, we consider ourselves like medical detectives trying to find the root cause of illness, symptoms, you know, I mean, you could have a diagnosis or you could just be feeling like crap and just feel like, what the heck is happening to me? I'm getting older and this is not okay. Um, our other clinic is natural primary care. So that is basically um, a primary care clinic where we believe in medical freedom. And so there's a lot of people who, especially after COVID, feel like um, they go to their doctor, but they're not listened to. Um, they get kind of brushed off. They only spend like five or 10 minutes with their doctor and they're just like, okay, that wasn't helpful at all, and now I'm frustrated because I'm having XYZ symptom, and all they want to do is throw a pill, and they don't want to listen to me, and they don't want to, you know, think about some other alternatives that could be helpful. So, um, so yeah, that's, we have those two clinics. Now we also have a location in Corsicana, so it's growing for sure. So, um, yeah. And you're located here in Waco? Yes. So, um, the primary care clinic's here in Waco and the functional medicine clinic is here in Waco. And then we have a location in Corsicana for functional medicine. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So some of the things that I feel like specifically to moms, um, because that's what, that's what we talk about a lot is mom life and things like that, like, um, are how things have changed from being like in our 20s and how we felt in our 20s. And I know part of it's aging, right? But Mm -hmm. I feel like the conversation about how much hormones affect our bodies, especially if you've had kids um, and what times of your life you had those kids, how much that plays a part in um, just our function, like Mm -hmm. just being. (laughs) 
So I've had more people and they always tell you like, oh, you know, it's always harder when you're older to lose weight because that's your Mm -hmm. hormones. But is there a way to counteract that? Or, you know, more women I feel like are on anti-anxiety and depression meds Mm -hmm. that are, I don't know if it's now just more openly talked about Mm -hmm. or is that something that is relation, it can be in relation to hormones and things going on our body that we could counteract more naturally than taking something synthetic Mm -hmm. and putting something into our body. Yeah. And, you know, in functional medicine, at least sometimes I feel more like a counselor than I do like practicing medicine because so many women, we see so many women who come in and they're all feeling the same way. They're tired. They have brain fog. They're anxious. um, They have low libido. They feel like they never have time to themselves. They are like they've lost kind of who they are. Um, And I think there's several reasons. Number one, obviously societal expectations, you know, that we put so much on our plates and we expect ourselves to do so much and then bounce right back after we have baby. Um, Just unrealistic things that we put on ourselves. And so I think that's a huge thing. And I know, you know, I'm sure you're all probably going to have somebody come in and talk about mental health, which is, you know, huge. Um, But yes, hormones do take a dive because also we have baby, we're up at all hours of the night, we're, you know, we aren't taking care of our stress hormones, our cortisol levels and things like that, which then affect our progesterone and our estrogen, our testosterone. And so The thing is, is that conventional medicine doesn't usually look at the body as a whole and how all of those things can affect hormones. So, you know, when women have low progesterone, a lot of times the direct effect is anxiety. It causes increased anxiety um, and poor sleep. So when someone's coming in and they're like, I'm tired, I'm not sleeping well, I'm anxious all the time. I'm always saying like, okay, well, your progesterone's probably low. So that's me. Yeah. Yeah. And also like (laughs) does me all day long. Yeah. And we see and then you see um, so progesterone and estrogen have kind of like a balancing effect. So estrogen is great, but it can be a little more inflammatory. Um, Progesterone is a little has a little more anti-inflammatory properties. So if your estrogen is too high or your estrogen dominant, then you might have heavier painful periods, PMS, irritability, bloating, weight gain. Um, and so if your progesterone is low and then your estrogen is too high, then that whole system is going to be exacerbated essentially. So, I mean, yeah, hormones are, it's, it's a, it's a symphony. And I always say like happy hormones equals happy life. Um, I need some of those. So, yeah, yeah. Is that something you can just go get some of? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> there is. I mean, I there think- is. Bioidentical hormone replacement, um, which, you know, there's a lot of clinics that do bioidentical hormone replacement. I would say you definitely want someone who truly knows what they're doing. Um, We look at kind of like how you're detoxifying different hormones because people don't realize that you have to detoxify estrogen. So, and if you were to go to your OBGYN, yeah, if you were to go, we have to do what? You have to detoxify estrogen. Yeah. Like how do you, how does your, What? what? What does it look like? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I can go so nerdy, so I'm going to hopefully keep (laughs) this like, you know, on the surface. But um, so you detoxify your estrogen in three different phases. The first two happen in your liver. The third one happens when you have a bowel movement. So. And how long is that process? I mean, are we talking like a day? I mean, it kind of, it really kind of depends on your oh, detox okay. pathways, but, um, yeah, probably every, every day. Your detox like you ingest like a, something, that's another but that means you would have to have a bowel movement yeah, every there's day. There's so right. many women yes, that there I are, that yes. don't no. have yeah. I think, for like weeks. I think sure. all three of, like, I think that we've all talked that, like, poop yeah. camel. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't poop very often. 
Well, then no wonder why your hormones are messed up. <laughs> Girl, no wonder just my hormones are messed up. <laughs> get so deep. But, yes. see, but see, that's the thing, though. Okay, so you're not having bowel movements every day. Mm-mm. Well, that's going to affect your hormone detox pathways, which is then going to cause, like, if you think about a traffic jam, you know, like this exit two miles down the road is blocked up. So that's your... Your yeah. phase three detox, like you're, it's blocked up. Okay. So then you're going to have a backflow of all these cars, your, your estrogen hormones, they're going to all be backed up. So then you're going to be uh, even more estrogen dominant. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you might have those feelings of heavy, painful periods, PMS, bloating, can't lose weight, water retention, irritability, yeah, you know, those but the first two. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, dang. Yeah. It's well, like the a thing whole is, thing. Is you don't know that 17. No. Right, I know. You know, I mean, you just. I know. Well, and I would. People think I it's mean, just normal. Yeah. I, I thought it was normal. Yes. And that's the thing. Right. Because yep. you talk to other women, and other women are like, yep. "Oh, I have that." So then you think, mm-hmm. "Oh, oh that's I'm... normal." Oh, okay, yes. that's what yeah. it's like. It's like this after having, a, like after having a child, it's okay to cry at Sky's story in <laughs> Paw Patrol <laughs> while breastfeeding. Yeah. But, like maybe that is that's what happened. Hey. Uh, you know, it was very well, sad. That, I mean, you are <laughs> postpartum, and yeah, yeah nursing that can be. Somewhat but, normal, it, yeah. but it's similar. But then I remember, like, after I had Everett, my second kid, they wanted me to go back on birth control. And I was trying to breastfeed. And I had read so much, like, so many doctors told me it's not going to affect your milk flow. But I couldn't breastfeed my first child. So I was so determined to make that journey happen. Mm-hmm. For me, I wanted it. And then, so I, but, like, I started taking the birth control. So I was afraid of getting pregnant right afterwards. They tell you you're super fertile. So I was really afraid, but I was an insane psychopath, like mm-hmm. instant rage, like all the time, which I was like, I don't, I haven't changed anything other than starting birth control. So I stopped taking it and the rage went away. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and my husband was like, oh, there you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because Thank hey, you. Yeah, I mean, like rage, like I have never felt like, I mean, I could feel the heat rising, like, and I was scared of me, like. I don't know what I was doing to my yeah. kids, but I was scared of me. So I was like, who are you? And so I just have never taken birth control since. And I refused to take birth control because I got put on birth control when I was like 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Because yeah. I had heavy periods. I was bleeding through my uniform. I was, I had horrible migraines. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, I wonder, is there a bigger part to that, that, you know, is getting like, brushed under the rug oh yeah for sure that you know it's just like it's the pandemic of we'll throw a pill at it right yep so is there a better way to open these conversations even at a teenage age Mm -hmm. about female health that maybe a regular doctor isn't willing to have oh yeah for sure because I mean the number one thing typically like you said like heavy periods painful periods what OBGYN is going to say to you is like okay we'll take birth control because basically we're shutting down your brain and your ovaries from, you know, we, we are giving your body estrogen and a little bit of progesterone, depending on what you're taking, um, to trick your body into not having a normal cycle of hormones. And so we're going to just suppress all hormone, natural hormone production. So you're going to take this birth control, um, instead of figuring out, well, why are your hormones kind of out of whack in the first place? And, um, there is a, um, Dr. Jolene Brighton, she's, she has a book called, uh, Beyond the Pill. It's super, really interesting, um, talks a lot about birth control, what it does and, you know, post-birth control 
syndrome and things like that. And so that's a really great resource. Um, and again, like I said, most OBGYNs, the stuff that we talk about on a daily basis in functional medicine when it comes to hormones, they have no idea. Um, you know, they have no idea that you have to d- detoxify in three yeah. different phases. I mean, they're not thinking about that because, you know, their goal is to prevent cancer and treat in two, like they're looking at it like, okay, are you dying? <laughs> you know, like, are there like really severe things that we need to, um, make sure that you're not, um, suffering from and things like that, like not throwing shade at them. It's just that, you know, that that's what they've been trained on. Their focus is different. It's different. Yeah. Their yeah. focus is a little different. Um, and so I do think it's a kind of a new thing, but I mean, also gut health, that's a huge thing. Gut health plays a huge role in hormones and stuff. And so, um, and just kind of, mineral balance, B vitamin deficiency. Like if your gut is leaky and inflamed, then you're not going to be absorbing these nutrients. And if you're not absorbing these nutrients, then you're not going to detoxify well. And if you're not detoxifying well, then your thyroid's going to be off. And if your thyroid's off, then your hormones are going to be off. So, you know, again, that's kind of how we look at like the whole system's approach to the body of like what's actually going on beneath the surface. So, so besides hormones, what are women most deficient in? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sleep, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I would say, uh, sleep is a huge thing that we see a lot of. I mean, so many women come in and, um, or they may think that they're sleeping okay. Um, but when they wake up, they're like, I'm not well rested. I feel like I could sleep a few more hours. Um, I will say magnesium is a huge thing that we see tons of people deficient in. Yeah. But, But have you done anything about it? No, because there's too many options. Yeah. Like, so are you supposed yeah. to spray it or take it or <laughs> we have bands yeah. on it or like yeah. there's? Do you need something? To we have a group chat and we're like everyone sends something. I'm like, yeah. cool. Can someone tell me what to buy though? Right. Like, yes. what do I do? Yeah. And there's a lot of options. There's several different kinds of magnesium, and each of them do different things. So magnesium citrate is great for constipation. Ooh. So thank you. Maybe you might need that one. Her <laughs> um, <laughs> too over tip there. One. Um, magnesium three and eight is one of my favorites. Um, it it really helps with sleep, anxiety, things like that. Is that and something then, you can just go buy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like over a the CVS counter. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's over the counter. Obviously, if you have kidney um, disease and things like that, like check with your doctor first about like how much to take and all that kind of stuff because there are things. Is it something they could learn about. from you? Like, could we come to you yeah. and you would tell us, hey, these are the things you need to go buy. This will mm-hmm. help you. Yeah, usually kind of what in, in primary care, kind of what we do is like, okay, these are all the symptoms going on. Okay, let's start you on this, this, and this. Here's, you know, some diet changes, things like that. Let's get some labs. And we do, like, a pretty substantial panel. Yeah. Um, and then say, okay, let's come back in four weeks, see how those supplements are doing, see how the diet change is doing, and then go over your labs and then kind of make some tweaks and things like that. But, no, yeah, I mean, so there's – and that's the thing that's hard because there's so much information out there. Um, like you said, there's so many different kinds of right. magnesium. There's so much information. It's like, what do you do? Um, Social but, media kills you. Like, it yeah. floods you. Like, you said cortisol earlier, and I'm like, th- my brain automatically went to all those people on TikTok talking about all the stuff you need. I'm like, I didn't even know what that was. Like, yeah. I am 34 years old and feel like the biggest dummy about my health, my wealth, <laughs> my mental health. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling. <laughs> but, but I feel like that's part of the reason why I wanted yeah. Sarah to come because I'm just like yeah. genius. I, <laughs> well, I, I don't like, know about I'm, that. <laughs> but I mean, it's a different way to look at your body. And I think mm-hmm. it's so good to be look at your body mm-hmm. as a whole yeah. as, a, as opposed to like, you know, when like you go to the OB, they're only looking at your like right. your lady bit. And <laughs> yeah. like you go like you're put onto a shelf. It's like 
the lady bit doctor and mm-hmm. the like gut doctor and your main doctor, doctor that you go to like get a sinus infection, I need antibiotics. And like, your pain doctor. And yeah, your pain doctor, your your like if you have cancer, like that doctor. Yeah. And the, and you might have mm-hmm. four of those kinds of doctors and and so yeah. it's instead of being put on a shelf, because if you try and talk to your OB about like your migraines, they're probably not gonna connect some mm-hmm. of the dots but like when I don't I personally don't menstruate when I'm breastfeeding but mm-hmm. when I do and I know a period's coming I get a migraine mm. almost every time yeah and it's debilitating like yeah. I go blind in one eye like they're bad like and that can be several different triggers like some women who have migraines prior to the period it's, it's like okay so when is it the week before or is it like the day of like because some women get migraines when all their hormone levels drop so their estrogen drops and their progesterone drops and they get migraines other women that week before their period kind of when estrogen and progesterone are are rising because of the possible imbalance in estrogen and progesterone that's what triggers migraines so you know again i always like I ask a lot of detailed questions. Okay. When, when in your period, like when in your cycle, cause your hormones are constantly fluctuating throughout your cycle. Um, and so those things can kind of give clues as to what could be a cause, but it probably is hormonal if it's, you know, every time, you know, Cause, I mean, everybody's cycle is super different, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, I've tried to look up stuff too, like, because I just had migraines last year or earlier this year, I was mm-hmm. hospitalized twice for them. Mm-hmm. Kate saved me one day. Took me to the doctor, literally drove me to an ER because I couldn't drive myself. Mm. And because I had tried to self-medicate at home and try to take care of it, it didn't work. Um, But so I tried to like look it all up because like I cycle for two days Mm -hmm. and I'm done. Two Mm -hmm. days. Mm -hmm. Max. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, and so it's always like different, you know, Mm -hmm. but like my little app tracker on my phone will tell me exactly when it's going to happen. Right. But like my migraines weren't anywhere near my cycle Mm -hmm. it was just like this random ass time Mm -hmm. and now my doctor has me on new meds so yeah Yeah. and sometimes they're not related to hormones at all it could be something else yeah he thinks it was stress related yeah yeah that could definitely cortisol (laughs) (laughs) cortisol Cortisol. (laughs) we're gonna have to google that yeah can you tell me what that is yeah so cortisol is our stress hormone um so basically well uh, it's our stress hormone it rises when we are very stressed um So we need enough cortisol just to sustain life. It um, helps with blood sugar regulation, energy production, obviously plays a role in, you know, hormonal um, production. But the problem is these days we're always stressed. Um, We're stressed and anxious. Um, But the body, you have to think about the body as like a primal being, right? So like when we're stressed out, the body as like a primal thing thinks like oh my gosh she's stressed out she must her life must be in danger she must be running from a bear Mm -hmm. right fight or flight it doesn't realize that you're stressed out because you have to get this kid here and that kid there (laughs) and then you have to pick up the groceries and then oh crap I forgot about you know I'm supposed to bring the cupcakes to the thing and then you know like you're trying to fit all these things or you have financial stress or whatever it may be it's not thinking like oh well she's safe she's not actually dying it still perceives it all the same. Okay. Interesting. So the fight or flight response. Um, now, because we live in a society that we do, we have that sustained like fight or flight all the time, usually. And our body just can't, it can't keep up with that on a daily basis for years and years at a time. So eventually what we start to see is like cortisol depletion. So like our cortisol starts to kind of drop over the time where it's not able to, you know, 
do that sustained normal rhythm that it's supposed to. So then you start to have like afternoon fatigue. So two or three o'clock in the afternoon, you're like, I need coffee or I need a nap or, you know, brain fog or blood sugar spikes and dips. Like a lot of people who have like, we call it like adrenal fatigue, which, you know, they say is not a real thing, but it, you know, I've talked to thousands of patients. It's real. Um, it's just not like a condition that you need to see an endocrinologist for. Um, but you know, blood sugar dysregulation. So your blood sugar drops really easily. Um, you wake up in the morning and you're just dragging still. So there's a lot again. And those are the things that people say, well, you're just getting older. That's just part of life. You're a mom, you're getting older. It's normal. I'm like, but wait a minute. Like I have patients who are 60, 65 and they're running circles around my like 32 year olds. Like, no, like you can't tell me that. Is it because we're missing the education point? Like we're not as a society being educated enough about that, like there is other ways to take care of your body besides just going to see your primary care? Well, I think so. Yeah. And I think it's just, again, kind of back to that societal norms and expectations. Like you said, you talk to all your girlfriends and they're all tired and stressed and their periods are a mess. And so we just think it's normal. Yeah. And we don't know that there's another option, you know? So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that we don't know there's another option. That's why I'm so passionate about like educating and things like that, because I'm like, you don't have to feel this way. Like you don't have to feel tired and worn down and miserable and so kind of what we do is we kind of see like okay what kind of pattern like cortisol pattern are you doing and there's different herbs and supplements and things like that that we recommend um they're called like adaptogen herbs that kind of help to support the adrenal glands to kind of balance right now for people that are not trying to drink alcohol yes yeah i'm breastfeeding and right some of those are not good for breastfeeding Right. I like to drink yeah. alcohol. I think though. I had one of those. <laughs> now that you say that, Recess is one of the big brands. I a think. friend of mine gave it to me. She said, <laughs> it was like a little can. Mm-hmm. And she was like, two make me really sleep at night. And I was like, well, I don't know if I can drink two or three of them. But yeah. is that what those are? Well, I, no, I mean, what we recommend that? is like, it's like capsule, like supplement capsules. Mm. Actually, I have my little baggie of supplements right here that I haven't taken yet this morning. <laughs> <laughs> that has some adaptogens in it. But um, no, yeah, so those are drinks that um, you can drink that can help. I mean, kind of what we recommend is like a daily, like you take regimen. it in the morning. It's a daily regimen. Yeah. And, you know, when it goes back to like anxiety and depression and so many people are on these meds and it's like, well, it's not like you don't have a Zoloft deficiency, you know, like, so what is causing your anxiety and depression, you know, um, lack of meds in my body today (laughs) did take mine. Yeah. I do forget to take mine sometimes, but, and I notice mm -hmm. like yesterday I didn't take it. And by the afternoon I had a headache and I was like, yeah, Maybe I should take these. And I was like, Like, no thanks. And and that's (laughs) what we believe. There's a, like God gave us Western medicine for a reason. Like we need to use it. Yeah. But also, like, we can use it while figuring out, well, why does the body need it in the first place? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, of course, there are diseases like, yes, you need medication. Stay on that medication. If somebody comes in and their blood pressure is crazy high, we're going to put them on medicine. We're also going to put them on magnesium glycinate, which is a m- type of magnesium that's great for blood pressure and digestion and things like that. But, um, you know, that's kind of how we look at it is, like, why are you deficient in these nutrients? Why are you needing these things? And then kind of work backwards to fi- to work on the reasons why. I so, yeah, I do like that. I mean, I just, I yeah. feel like that's what people have been craving and didn't know mm-hmm. where to get it. Like, yes. right? And I think because of COVID, people were looking because people were afraid of the vaccine yeah. or, and now there's... Or even going to the doctor. They didn't even want to go to the doctor. No one wanted yeah. to go to the doctor. And then, you know... Um, then it was, you know, 
the after effects of COVID, like people who have long COVID and people Mm -hmm. who have these things and, um, you know, did they do the vaccine or not? Or did they take the, I don't even know the name of the drug that they give you if you get COVID now. It's like Mm -hmm. that it's like what you get for the flu, but it's for COVID. It's supposed to lessen your symptoms or something. Paxlovid. Yeah. It's, it's, but people are unsure of that drug. And so, you know, there's just so many things that I think people are afraid of and they, people were looking like, I mean, how many people stocked up on elderberry and mm-hmm. their vitamin C? I've never and, even heard of things like that and before. Mm-hmm. I hadn't. Like, had a COVID box, like, full of, like, yes. minerals and vitamins and things that you find in nature as opposed to calling your doctor because your doctor's pretty much like, unless you can't breathe, right. don't come see me. Right. And yeah. so, um, you know, I think that now it's it's been a great thing for you guys, I think, because mm-hmm. it does give someone, like, another avenue mm-hmm. to um talk yeah. to somebody well and you know that's why we went into medicine in the first place and so like my team has grown like we I have three other PAs that work at our clinics and in so many practitioners are burnt out because they went into medicine to help people mm-hmm. and you know what they're finding is like okay I'm just basically like dishing out a pill for every ill like I'm they're not getting better, you know, like I give them a pill. Now they come in with another thing. And so then now I have to give them another pill. And like, they feel like they truly can't give them answers to what's actually going on. And all they can do is refer, 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 you know? And so, so then, true. so then we get people who come in, especially like our primary care clinic and they come in, they're like, I've been referred to four different specialists. Like, you know, I, I don't know, but I don't feel well. And so then we listen to them and it's like, okay, well, let's start these things. Let's give your body like the nutrients that it needs and then kind of work on some lifestyle things. And like I said, a lot of times we're counselors because it's like, okay, what's actually going on? Like what stress wise is going on in your body? Um, because you want the underlying. Yeah. You want to find the underline of it. Because there's right. a source somewhere. Right. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Even if they're yeah. like, no, I'm fine. There is something yeah. triggering all of those. So our body is basically like a big chemistry experience experiment. Which, and like our beakers are <laughs> like know? not yeah. balanced, right? So yeah. like we're dumping too much in. Of right. One. Of stress, toxins, you know, you name it. Um, and that's, you know, my goal is for people to understand how their body actually works. And that's another thing is like everybody's body is individually different. We are all genetically different. And the thing is, is that, you know, a lot of reasons why people say, oh, well, functional medicine and whatever, it's hogwash because you don't have a double blind placebo controlled study on whatever, you know, you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, that's because your, your study is an N of one, like each person, like is different like you're different Mm -hmm. from me I'm different from you um so you can't do a whole study you know in my opinion on some things that you know to see what is helping so um that's kind of that's our goal is to look at each person as an individual because what someone may respond well to like someone else may not respond well to and so do you see children like so my daughter is seven Mm -hmm. and she has severe anxiety about life Mm -hmm. everything in life Mm -hmm. she doesn't poop Mm -hmm. (laughs) she also has very bad diet because she will not try anything because she's too scared to try anything new Mm -hmm. so do you see children and do things like that to help parents like Mm -hmm. help get 
Yeah, Damn, I can't get the words out. I don't yeah. know what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, so <laughs> we see children. We see them in functional medicine. We also see them in primary care. Um, and a lot of times with kids who have, like, it's, called, it's basically like sensory issues. You yes. You know, like we see, like, sensory processing disorder and things like that. And, you know, food allergies are at play. Gut health is at play. What we see a lot is typically kids who've been sick a lot or on antibiotics a lot or they're, you know, they tend to have more sensory issues, more gut issues, like not, con- you know, constipation, not pooping, yeah. things like that. She is healthy, yeah. which is the weirdest thing ever. Mm-hmm. But, like, and I've taken her to a speech therapist. I've taken mm-hmm. her to a regular therapist. Uh, she's seen a dietitian. Mm-hmm. They're like, try to add these things. I'm like, where do you want me to add those? Because she won't eat that. Yeah. Like, I, my yeah. kid eats five peanut butter sandwiches a day and loves it. Right. Here we are. Yeah. But well, she's also been through. You guys have been through a lot. Just, you know? but that, yes, but... That'll started before. Mm-hmm. So what you don't know, my husband had cancer last year, mm-hmm. and he's in remission. And so that played a big role in yeah. who, like, she was attached to, mm-hmm. which was me, because mm-hmm. she thought I was going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she thought dad was sick, mom's going to die. Right. So, but before that, her eating changed. And so she has been my non-eater mm-hmm. for years. And yeah. she'll tell you, I stopped eating at two, because <laughs> she's heard me say it, because mm-hmm. doctors will ask, like, well, when did she stop? And I'm like, around the age of two, my mm-hmm. child has never had meat in her life never would never even like lick a chicken nugget or eat a chicken nugget like mm-hmm. girlfriend was happy to not get a happy meal because all she wants is the fries because mm-hmm. i stopped buying them when she wouldn't eat the nuggets i'm like i'm not buying you a happy meal for a toy and a fry <laughs> right. you know and so like my thought process on this is like okay can i come see you and then my kid come too because like we obviously both need to see you mm-hmm. we both <laughs> yeah. have some issues and the thing that's hard too with kids is like they don't know any different right like yeah. she may never complain of her stomach hurting because she does all the time oh she does all well, the then, time there you go her, do her. you want to know her favorite thing to eat before she goes to bed is a pepto mm. girlfriend thinks it puts her to sleep it doesn't and here's the deal so like <laughs> gut interesting we see so many gut infections so like we do it's a like an advanced stool test, um, which looks for H. pylori, yeast overgrowth, bacterial overgrowth, parasites. And it's interesting because I get some patients who they're like, I don't really have any like gut complaints. And then we get their stool test back and I'm like, oh my gosh, you have a, like a bomb went off in there. You got yeast overgrowth, you got two parasites, <laughs> you got amazing. H. pylori. Oh, like it's parasites. a, you know, and it, parasites are way more common. Yeah. Than is that what you hear them talk about? They're drinking something and these worms are. Yeah, that's. Oh. Like, is that true? So yeah, no seances involved on the full moon with yeah. like the worms. <laughs> and the worms in the jar. Yeah. Where yeah. they're drinking something yeah. and then. So yeah. It's, a, it's a, I mean, like a cattle dewormer. It's like, it's it that, freaks me me out yeah, yeah you get it at the feed store people literally would go to the feed store especially during covid they were saying oh now i can't remember the name ivermectin ivermectin, I, ivermectin um they would take it because we have some because we have horses mm-hmm. and people would say but we're calling us saying do you guys have any left and we're like i'm not giving that to you what's wrong with y'all like i'm not gonna be on the hook for you taking whatever I'm not your doctor well i mean were- so we use ivermectin to treat several things like covid um, a lot of people do we use it to treat like lyme disease reactivated epstein-barr and actually we discovered that it was helpful for that because uh, we were using it for covid um and then i started to see a lot of my epstein-barr patients go into remission and so anyways that was a yeah so what um, do you mean into remission so 
This is a whole another thing. So Epstein Barr. The reason I ask is because my husband got cancer from mm-hmm. Epstein Barr virus, EBV. Oh, really? He, was it like a head and neck cancer? He ha- yeah, he had nasal pharyngeal mm-hmm. carcinoma, so he yeah. had a mass, yeah. multiple masses in his nasal cavity where all the fluid just came out of his nose. Mm-hmm. And he had um, cancer in his lymph node, yep. this side in here. Yeah. And so they tested him, and it was part from EBV. Mm-hmm. And, and was there so, cytomegalovirus as well? I have no clue. Yeah. I just that know that also. the biggest thing they kept saying was Epstein-Barr yeah. virus, EBV, yep. Yep. because our children now have to be tested for it. Yeah. So Epstein-Barr is a huge thing, and a lot of doctors don't even think about it, don't even test it. Um, so Epstein-Barr virus causes mono. Yes. Um, so 95% of the adult population has been exposed to mono or has it present in their bodies. Um, so this virus is very similar to chickenpox. So when you're a kid, you get chickenpox, that virus stays dormant in your spinal column. Later on in life, when you get stressed and things like that, that virus then reactivates and you get shingles. Um, Epstein-Barr is similar, but... So when you get it as a kid, when you have mono, or maybe you didn't know that you had mono, that virus stays in your body later on in life, it can reactivate. But what it looks like when it is reactivated is very subtle. It looks like brain fog. It looks like fatigue, migrating joint pains, muscle aches, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes autoimmune conditions, thyroid stuff. Um, But, you know, so it can reactivate and it can kind of do all kinds of things. Um, Yeah, his was like... um EBV and like a skin cell mm-hmm. because of like where it was. Yeah. I don't know. It was so, a lot. And, <sighs> and yeah, they're finding a lot, like a lot of viruses are the sources of cancers and things like that. So we do a lot of that, like looking, looking at viruses, lowering viral loads and things yeah. like that. So because both my kids, you now have to be pe- tested mm-hmm. for it because like the cancer he had was super aggressive mm-hmm. and the treatment was very aggressive and very fast. Yeah. And so they're like you and so now he gets scans every six weeks right now and pet mm-hmm. scans twice a year and so like it's a lot just yep. to make sure it doesn't move or because it's it grew so fast. They think mm-hmm. it started in January of last year. Wow. And by May he was in there in the nasal like in ENT having a biopsy done to see if they could just remove it because they thought it was anoid tissue. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's how aggressive it was. It was quick. Yeah. And so now it's like, well, now you don't hear a lot of people talk about EBV. Mm-hmm. And so when I've said it, people are like, what? I'm like, I've never heard of it. It's yeah. Epstein-Barr virus, which is a part of mono. Mm-hmm. People are like, what? I'm like, I don't know. I just learned it. Yeah. Do I know a lot about it? No. Yeah. But I know like pieces. I know the pieces I need to know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot more common yeah. than, you know, we realize. So um, I had reactivated Epstein-Barr. The way it, what mine looked like was acute onset. I started having, like, just muscle aches. I couldn't, had no energy, uh, brain fog. Like, it it felt like my body was, like, lead weights, like, just walking around every day. Um, to, felt like someone had taken, like, a wire bristle brush and, like, just scrubbed my muscles, basically. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I felt like I'd been hit by a bus whenever I woke up in the morning. So um, that's, you know, that's kind of what... And sometimes people just think that's part of normal life, I guess, you know. I think a lot of people I think, think we that. all think that. Like yeah. muscle pain, body aches. Like I think that we all think that. Like obviously Kate thinks that because she's right now standing with a baby and she's sore. <laughs> but you're sore because that's what you're doing. But you're also sore all the other times. Mm-hmm. But you also have funky positions and you sit funky. Right. But it might not be normal. Maybe you should go see her. Well, Who is a good <laughs> candidate? That's my question. Is it like everyone? Anybody? Um, anybody? In my mind, that's what yeah. I'm hearing. Yeah. Do you see? I mean, you see men too. Yeah, we see men. Men, um, and, men women, children. There's men, no men, women, children. Okay. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. 
Everybody, yeah. Do you take um, insurance? No, we don't. Okay. Yeah. And the thing is, is that in order for us to take, in, you know, the way that insurance has become, it's like you have to see 25 patients a day in order to make enough money to keep your doors open. Yes. And How I'm like, I do don't. And truly listen to your Exactly. Patients. Which is why you're exactly. in that like cattle. And that is, I'm yeah. like, and when we created yeah. our primary care clinic, like the max number that my providers see in a day is 12, you know? Wow. I'm, That's awesome though. I want them to be able to, I, first of all, I don't want my providers stressed out and feeling like, oh my gosh, like I I'm going from room up. to room. I can't keep up. I'm drowning because then if they're stressed and they're not feeling good, then right. that's going to affect the quality of care for patients. Yes. Of course. And I've been there before and I've been just a cog in the machine where I'm seeing 25 patients a day and I'm miserable and I hated it. Um, and I don't want that for my providers. Number two, I want my patients to truly feel like they've been heard and listened to. Um, so to answer your question, yeah, I mean, and that's why we have primary care and that's why we have functional medicine. So functional medicine is more, it is a lot more expensive because you're doing a deep dive. Some of these tests are are expensive um, and they're not covered by insurance Would you know, that's a whole nother thing. Um, so like if you want to do a deep dive and really kind of reverse like chronic illness and autoimmune things, I mean, I don't say reverse, I say improve them <laughs> because <laughs> I never say like we cure anything, yeah. you know, um, then, you know, that's functional medicine. Primary care is more like we have these conversations with all of our patients and it's like, okay, if you want to feel better, obviously we're not going to get you, you know, perfect, but, um, get you you on the right track, get you on the right track. Yeah. So that, I mean, yeah. So anybody who is having health questions, they feel like they're not getting answers. They want to, um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Other alternatives. So I love that though. One of my other, one of my other questions is like, um, what does it look like to set up an appointment? Do we just call the office and mm-hmm. say, and do we have to have an ailment or is there just no. like a, <laughs> I went to establish care. Like yeah. that's like, I just want to establish yeah. where am I at? Like what yeah. am I looking at? Yeah. You know, yeah. For our, for our primary care. Um, yeah. You can call up establish care because also we do sick visits. So it's like, I have a sinus infection or I think I have strep throat or I have an earache or I screwed up my knee, you know, like, we do acute care visits as well. So yeah, you call, set up an appointment. We, our intake form, you'll fill all that out. And then like our providers will look at it and kind of that'll guide the conversation and questions that you have and things like that. So, um, yeah, you call the office, schedule an appointment, our website, like it, you know, I think there's like a, you can schedule an appointment on the website. Um, we try to make it easy. Um, we also have texting. So a lot of doctor's offices, you can't text them, but you can call or text us, which is really convenient. Um, so yeah. Um, does it understand talk text? (laughs) I don't always. Yeah. Mine's bad. Um, okay. So I've, we had somebody come in to one of our, our brokerages and talk about, um, kind of like this, but not, it wasn't like all the good stuff. It was like mm-hmm. a new way for healthcare. Mm-hmm. And they charge like so much a year or mm-hmm. monthly. Yeah. Is that how like y'all yeah. how is how do you go about your payment? Like is it yeah. one time every time you come in or is it monthly? Is it like your own personal insurance with you or Yeah, so our primary care clinic it is options. So you can either pay per visit or you can do the membership. Um, so like you're probably talking about direct primary care or, you know, membership model. Um, so if you choose to be a member, you pay, pay like a monthly fee and all visits are included. You get discounts on supplements and things like that labs. Um, 
And a lot of times with our membership patients, like we do things over the phone if we can, you know, it's like, Hey, Susie has a rash. Can I send you a picture? And I look at it and like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You just need to do this or, uh, come in. I need to take a better look at that or whatever. Or let's say they just want to, Hey, I think they may have strep. Can I just come and get swabbed real quick? They come in, get swabbed leave you know we call them with the results so it's just a little bit more convenient easier access to care and things like that um or you can do the paper visit blended right so it's not just every time it's going to be like here's your minerals and your herbs and stuff right yeah you can get antibiotics right you can get yeah so when someone has strep throat i'm like you need an antibiotic because the risk of not treating strep throat is way worse than like the antibiotic in my opinion because you know, yeah. it can affect the kidneys and the heart and sure. things like that, you know? So yes, most definitely we blend Western medicine with natural, you know, we prescribe things, we, um, but then we also offer natural options too. That's what people are afraid right. of is that yeah. they, they won't have access. Right. Like it's one yeah. or the other. They have right. in yeah. this bucket or and, that bucket. And a lot of times, a lot of what we do is like, Hey, let's have a conversation. Here's your options. What do you feel most comfortable with? Yeah. You know, we have option A, option B, option C. What, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what that looks like and what you feel most comfortable with. Because, because there's a lot of people that don't have insurance either, that mm-hmm. this would be a really good source for mm-hmm. them yeah. because then it's not as expensive because we pay hundreds of dollars. Right. I personally, like my husband just got a new job and now we're off of individual plans. Like mm-hmm. we all had individual, we were paying like $1,400 yeah. a month for yeah. individual. And I'm like, oh and your copay or your deductible is huge deductible probably. And yes. And, and it's massive because it's individual because having a family plan was so expensive for us. Mm-hmm. We're like, it's not worth it. Right. So I just want, you know, want to make sure that it's the availability is there. Cause mm-hmm. there are so many people that don't have an, especially yeah. 1099. Don't yeah, like we right. we mm-hmm. all if you're not married to someone with a W two, mm-hmm. you're screwed. You got to yeah. pay for your own insurance, right? And what we personally, what our family does is we do Samaritan ministries, and I know there's a lot of like Christian cost sharing ministry or like you know plans out there, but we like it the best. We've tried some of the other ones. This one for us has worked the best. Um, basically, you create a need. So for instance, my son had to go to the ER last year. Um, it was sixteen hundred dollars. We paid self pay. Um, it was sixteen hundred dollars. We created a need for that ER visit the maximum amount that we paid towards that was $300. And then other people in the ministry send us checks to pay that other $1,300 to the ER. And we we pay, we pay $550 a month for all five of us. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Now I don't think they cover preexisting conditions. So like, you know, for people who've had preexisting conditions, that is an issue, but, um, for families, that's, you know, that's a it's good, huge. Yeah. And they've also, we've had patients where they will also cover like three months worth of supplements and they've covered some of the functional medicine testing and things like that, that we've ordered. So it's been really um, friendly for us as a family and some of the patients that we have that that's use cool. it. I love that. Um, yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. even know that was a resource. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've heard of it. And when Jared had, when my husband had cancer, he didn't have insurance. He mm-hmm. had, was in between, he had lost a job the year before, made a change, became a realtor and didn't have interns. So we self-paid all of yeah. cancer. Yeah. And then, like, the biggest medical debt of my whole life. Yeah. You know, I could buy a house with the amount of debt we're in. Right. Yeah. And it still builds. But he was able to get insurance this year mm-hmm. with a pre-existing condition. Mm-hmm. And now he's got a W-2 with insurance. But, like, it would right. be – even a plan like this, we've look, we, we would have looked into it because mm-hmm. it would have made sense for right. us. Mm-hmm. Especially the fact that you have knowledge on EBV. Because mm-hmm. – his doctors don't have knowledge on right. that, minus his yeah. cancer doctor. And I think right. so many can- – I think – I mean, I will say that, like, my dad's oncologists and things like that were amazing. Yeah. But I always think 
there's there's a reason why your body created something toxic mm-hmm. right. in your body, yep. like mm-hmm. cancer. Like cancer's a toxin, right. and there's a reason why it came. And you know, a lot of there's a lot of people that are talking about like it's because of the food we eat. It's because of mm-hmm. you know you need to be on this fad diet or the primitive diet or the paleo yeah. diet or <laughs> keto, and those are the only ones I know. Um, but I'm sure there's a bajillion others, right? Yeah. Or like for mm-hmm. a while it was you should only buy organic. Like mm-hmm. that's how you eat clean, or you. You have to be a vegetarian, and you can only eat these kinds of meats if you are going to eat meat. And, you know, the access to that food is not always there. I'm from Virginia, mm-hmm. so I had a lot more access to, like, not farmed fish, not not frozen, pre-frozen fish. Like, I just had a lot of differences. So coming here, people said I was, like, a snob because I won't buy fish here. Like, I, w- I just won't eat it, and I ate fish majority of the time mm-hmm. but and I won't eat it here and so many in it the access to organic or healthier stuff I feel like in our territory is harder than it was and it's I'm so expensive mm-hmm. it is very so expensive. if you can if you can go from paying all this extra money for organic food and stuff and flip it to where you're taking care of your body mm-hmm. then you don't have to like feed yourself the organics and have all this others just yeah. to make sure you're like yeah. super healthy yeah, and I mean, I think that, you know, it's a balance, right? You know, like, because sometimes buying organic and stressing about every single thing and ingredient in a label is sometimes more toxic than the stuff that you're avoiding, you yeah. know? Because I fell into that, like, a few years ago where I was, like, reading all the labels and, like, oh, my gosh, we can't have this because it has this ingredient. And then, <laughs> you know, like, literally stressed myself out over trying to make sure everything was as clean as possible. And then I'm like, wait a minute, like this stress that I'm experiencing right now is sometimes more toxic than the toxins that I'm trying to avoid. You know what I mean? So like, I feel like there's a balance, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean the liver and that's, we talk a lot about detox pathways in the liver, like the liver is the biggest detoxifying organ. And, um, we're inundated with toxins all the time, all day, every day. And that our, our body can store those toxins, like even toxins that we were exposed to as a kid, sometimes are still toward, stored in our tissues. And so it's a matter of, again, like taking care of the liver, supporting the liver so that it can flush those things out. So like you said, if we're not able to buy organic, mm-hmm. we can you know, our body can still handle that, you know? So yeah, for sure. It's definitely a balance. If you'd like to learn more about what Sarah has to offer, please check out her website. You can find it in the description of this podcast and we hope that you enjoyed this. Thank you so much. (laughs) Christina's made me laugh because I was like. This has been Real Estate Misfit Moms. Don't forget to follow us on socials at Real Estate Misfit Moms and bookmark our podcast so you never miss an episode. Remember, miss, you fit in here. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.